Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of The Womb Trend King, the new Viola Davis movie that is getting incredibly good reviews, is also incredibly violent. The the Venn diagram of movies I am going to watch the shit out of. <laughs> um, I am Jack, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by super producer, Becca Ramos! Woo! Hello, hello. I would like to say I did not put it in the show notes yesterday, and that is my bad. Happy Latinx Heritage Month started yeah. yesterday. So, uh, yeah, for all those who celebrate, uh, give money to your local Latinx friend. Give them reparations for the colonization of their countries as well. Uh, donate to Latinx causes. Go see an art exhibit. Go listen to Bad Bunny. Do yeah. more. Learn more. Happy Latinx Heritage Month. Let's get into Bad Bunny. Uh, Bad Bunny's <laughs> official video for the song El Apagón came out today. Um, and yeah, there, there's it's a cool video. And also there's uh, learning to, to be had. Yeah, there's a mini documentary at the end of the video that's giving context to all the issues and atrocities happening in Puerto Rico right now. Uh, when the stream came out live, it was like very clear people were dipping off after uh, they hit the end of the video in the beginning of the documentary, which is 
fucked up during Latinx Heritage Month. But, mm. you know, uh, I think this is so incredible for Bad Bunny to do. He's always been very vocal about what's going on in Puerto Rico, being a voice and a face in the atrocities happening in Puerto Rico and being there for the people in a very real and productive way, which I love that about him as an artist, especially with the truly like number one artist in the world global platform he has. I feel like he's really put like what's going on in Puerto Rico on the map in a way that nobody has been able to do before. So super love and appreciate that. Watch the video, go learn some stuff. Uh, and on top of that, there is a hurricane coming. I think it was, I don't know if that was planned or not, but he posted that. And then now there's been an announcement that Hurricane Fiona is potentially coming for uh, Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands and that it will be catastrophic winds and rains. So pray for Puerto Rico, you know, yeah. if, you know, if you yeah. are religious or whatever, just like put your heart out there for the people of Puerto Rico. They still have not recovered from Maria. That was five years ago. So yeah. Like talking about you kind of just briefly referenced the Bad Bunny's like the biggest artist in the world. But that truly I haven't seen, you know, since peak Drake, I haven't seen <laughs> like I, I I'm a loser and I pay attention to what is the, what are the top hundred most played tracks on Apple Music, like on a day day to day basis. And this whole summer, it's been songs off his Non-stop. album. Like the whole top five is basically Bad Bunny songs. Like truly just dominance. He like, really across has the country. just broken records globally and inter- like and U.S. side of like, I think really being able to put like international music on like American scale. They're like the crossover has always been like America global. And very rarely do, especially Latinx artists, get that like Latinx to American crossover. I feel like, you know, Rosalia started doing it, but Rosalia has a lot of her colonialization issues anyway. She is a Spanish artist in reggaeton, like Spain, Spanish mm. artist in reggaeton, which is its <laughs> <Spain>, own <Spanish. Yeah. laughs> complicated relationship. Right. Uh, but Bad Bunny, he is like breaking down queer barriers for the community. He's breaking down machismo. And he is just so incredibly talented. And I am so humbled to like be growing up in a time where like someone like Bad Bunny can be dominating like the global. Like it's like only the representation I ever dreamed of, you know, growing Mm. up. Like I feel like growing up listening to any sort of Spanish music was like so made fun of, like so frowned upon. And now you have people like at parties, at clubs, like purposely blasting Bad Bunny reggaeton. That, that would never happen like 10, 15 years ago. You'd have to go to like specifically like Latino clubs to like hear that kind of music. And now you can go anywhere or like be in Miami. Like now you can right. be anywhere <laughs> and like listen to that kind of music. And that is like you have so many white people thirsting after Bad Bunny and playing and like using it as like you said, Drake captions. Like that is like Bad Bunny has taken over that kind of spotlight. And it's so cool to see. It's fangirling yeah. here. Mm. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about how the GOP is dealing with migrants and that is treating them like props. And so we talked uh, on yesterday's trending episode about this kind of media stunt where they're sending, um, I think, Venezuelan migrants uh, to, you know, far flung regions of the United States uh, that are 
you know, blue states and being like, ah, you deal with it, see how you like it. And um, they, I, I've seen like a couple kind of right wing people being like, so, so most people are like, holy shit, this is horrifying. This is wild that y'all are the party of Christianity and you're treating people like in not the most literal interpretation of inhumanely you're treating them like not human for your own political purposes and to like do like a political prank. It feels like it almost feels like they, it's a prank. I think that's actually what um, one of the people who's now in Martha's Vineyard actually said, they were like, cool. Uh, Governor DeSantis, cool prank, man. That was, you really, you really got us um, because so the, the details that are emerging is that they like lied to them. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's going to be good jobs if you go on this plane. And uh, yeah, j- just go on there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see on the other side. And, you know, they, they also, I think, falsified um, their address records to, so that they would be technically illegal when they arrived. So Ugh. just all around... Um, truly wild and so then i've seen people responding to the news and to the people who have a soul being like this is the worst thing i've ever seen being like ha see you talked about sanctuary like they're just going brushing past the idea of no these are human beings what are, what are you doing and being like see you don't like it now like just kind of yeah they're like all- oh you wanted sanctuary cities and i was like but this isn't an ethical way this isn't a sanctuary city anymore in the way that you did it because you purposely tried to fuck with the people who are seeking asylum and make it a point that they can't really ethically legally seek that asylum by falsifying their records lying to them about where they're going xyz yeah. it's so ugh, it is it literally gets under my skin like gross like i want to vomit type of feeling listening to this story because it's not new it is new for it to get this type of attention but there's so many different ways this has already been happening from for migrants in this country for many 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 years and right. from many different places i feel like even back in the day like the um bootstrap program for puerto ricans to come into this country they were lied to where they were going to go where these jobs were going to be like it is just such a tale as old as time when it comes to border relations of the united states but it is so sick and sad and twisted to see these families be you know violated, lied to, use as props to be, you know, treated as, like you said, subhuman. And it's so ironic for these Christian conservatives to behave this way when they truly choose to go on mission trips to these third world countries and take pictures with their kids and be like, look, I'm such a good person. I like disrupted the ecosystem of this area. And look at me doing volunteer work. I'm doing right. mission work. And I've yeah. come back but if they try to come here, mm-mm. yeah, yeah, and it's also telling that so they've already constructed the argument that they're going to have in their mind, right? So they sent the people, and then they assumed that the communities where they were sending them to would be equally inhumane and be like, "Get this garbage yeah. out of here!" And they're like, "See, you don't like it now because not only is their mind incapable of like actually." 
conceiving of these migrants as human beings, but they can't conceive of other Americans feeling that way. And so they just kind of like power through to the next step in their argument, even though that's, that's not the reaction people are having. People are just being like, yeah, we're trying to help them. What are you, you know, I'm sure not everybody in Martha's Vineyard is doing that. I know that, uh, like some of these rich communities have very conservative, wealthy people. I know one person was openly being like, what? Obama should open his house to them. I saw a tweet today, which I'm sure was in relation to this, but it was like some conservative asshole was like, why don't illegals ever go to Puerto Rico? And it was like, Mm. I, that doesn't help either. Like you can't just ship them to another place. That's also disadvantaged. Like, oh my God. All right. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? 
So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And there's there's a new trailer for this Netflix Jeffrey Dahmer series that looks so dark and bleak. And I just can't, I don't know, there, there's a, our guests on Monday's episode of a podcast where they were recently debating like movies versus TV, um, which like obviously you don't have to pick one side or the other. Um, but I do feel like sometimes I am influenced by growing up as a movie fan and like growing up in an era when movies were art and TV was, you know, sitcoms and the A-team and Knight Rider and like just kind of shitty, shitty TV. So sometimes I like worry that I'm missing out on great TV because I... I still just like get excited about movies and movie trailers and treat movie releases as events in my mind. And I don't have that same reaction around TV, but like this feels very much like one of those things that I don't feel like TV should never attempt something, something that is like so dark and it is so Ryan Murphy to want to take on this topic. It is so Evan Peters to want to be a part of it so where it's do like, i know evan peters from because i saw he, the trailer and i was like oh evan peters wait he's a ryan is? murphy darling so he's in all of the or almost all of american horror story he tends to lean in this like creepy like world um he also was in kick-ass he's like one of the psychic friends he also um is quicksilver in the x-men series Got of it. Um, the movies, uh, I think like the Force One or whatever, the the new okay, class. Okay, that's where I know X Men First Class. Yeah. Um, so he's Quicksilver for that. Um, I think he did a little crossover in the WandaVision world mm-hmm. and plays Quicksilver there too, kind of showing that like X Men's gonna move over into WandaVision, the whole other thing. But, um, yeah. So I loved Evan Peters. Like I've grown up with Evan Peters and loving this creepy world. But I agree with you where I. Uh, Super producer Brian put in the chat, why do we keep doing this? So sick of serial killer shit. I'm also done with it. Like, I feel like we give, especially specifically serial killers, way too much time of day. They're evil people. Like, they target really underrepresented, like, sad Yeah, in this case, very much so. Yeah, we're telling the story of, like, just a, a, an alcoholic, like, white guy who's just, like, a 
complete failure and then just goes around and gets away with murdering like people of color because yeah. the police are just like, I don't know, man. Like Exactly. Yeah, and they've already made a movie. They've already, you know, with um Cross Lynch uh is his name. He was a Disney darling and now and then was on Netflix's Sabrina and then he did that movie as well. So it's like they already made the movie. Why? Yeah. I, I think I'm good. I'm kind of with you. I'm team movie. I love movies. I like wow. having a short, like, not short, movies aren't short anymore, but I like knowing it's like start to finish. Like this is a complete story. When yeah. I'm like watching it, I get to go and consume this piece of art and like feel the full, it's like reading a book, like from start to end, you're like, ah, I got it. I've absorbed that. That was beautiful. Whereas TV, it's created this like constant pump system where it's like, yeah, we can get a limited series, but if it's really loved, we'll like spin it into like eight more and then like a three spinoff shows and then like a character arc in this. And it's just like too, I feel overwhelmed by the amount of content that's out there that I tend to spiral into reality TV. And I used to never be a reality TV person, but I feel like it's the only thing I can consume lately that I'm like, I don't have to like stress about where this is going. Right. Like, it's mindless, it's numbing, it's fun. But it's it's not supposed to be art. And I get people are like, we're in the best generation of TV, but I'm tired. There's too much TV. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, The Wire, Sopranos, all like really great and proved that you can do serious art as as TV. But like the hit to miss ratio, like I, I don't have yeah. to dig for two examples of great movies. And this is obviously like a very controversial thing. Like I, I think <laughs> when I, when I see something on TV, like just the, the frame rate, I biases me against it. Like if it's at the TV frame rate versus the movie frame rate. And like, that's yeah. not fair. Like there's, <laughs> it, that has, that's nothing but bias, but at the same time, I, I don't know. The, this definitely feels like if you're going to do a portrait of a serial killer, like, I, you don't people you don't want to make people sit with that for <laughs> to be like all right I'm coming back for episode two to see what what's happening yeah because it's also like Ryan Murphy has a tendency to really blow it up right to like right. It, it is controversial by nature on purpose like Ryan Murphy loves to like toe the line of like inappropriate and camp and right. With a story like Jeffrey Dahmer, it's like, to me, is it worth telling that line? Is it worth telling? Like, I watched Glee back in the day. I've watched probably almost anything Ryan Murphy has made. And I've loved, like, American Crime Story was fun. Um, the new, the, oh, gosh, he had another show with Gwyneth Paltrow uh, recently. And this first season was good. The second season was too much. And, like, right. Glee, you could make a case study for, like, was it camp? Or was it inappropriate a lot of times? Who knows? Mm. It was a different era of television. But this story arguably does not need to be told again. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's clamoring for the guy from Glee to make a, <laughs> to make a Jeffrey Dahmer movie. Um, well, speaking of TV, SNL's new cast members were announced. Marcelo Hernandez, Molly Kearney, Michael Longfellow, and Devin Walker. Um, you said that you've, you're familiar with their work. I'm familiar with one of them. Um, I know one of them was uh, on Conan. I really liked his stand-up. It was very funny. 
Um, but otherwise unfamiliar with these three faces. One of them is Cuban Dominican, which is cool. More representation is always loved. It feels like it's a one it went out scenario with um, Melissa Fiona-Senor is out. They right. bring in uh, Marcelo Hernandez, but they also have the first non-binary performer on the show, which is awesome. That one is Molly Kearney. Yeah. So, you know, cool. That's great. Go. It's going to be very interesting to see where this season goes because they lost seven cast members this season, which yeah. is a lot. So right. I don't know. Yeah. They haven't even filled all of them back. Only yeah. four. So we'll see. And finally, the New York Times has an article that's, that is basically positing that the movie Don't Worry Darling, which we've been following because we thought the trailer looked good, then <laughs> people saw it and the critics are like, kind of a stinker. And that obviously we've been following it because there's a lot of controversy around like what happened on set, like uh, the various, you know, um, the director, the the key players fighting with one another, <laughs> possibly fighting with one another, possibly spitting on one another. Um, and the New York Times has an article that I only bring up. Like we we've, we've talked plenty about. Don't worry, darling. We don't need to talk anymore <laughs> about this movie. But until it comes I, out, it's and just then we watch it. It's like I I think this is a new level of New York Times like getting something completely wrong uh, on you know the issue on an issue that doesn't matter at all. But it's just so their their theory is that the the reason this movie might do bad is because of the controversy around it. Like that that is actually bad for the movie. Um, whereas this is a movie that is tailor-made to like if it got just great reviews everybody would go see it it's that type of movie that like needs yeah. to get good reviews and once it has good reviews like there's going to be interest in it it looked like trippy and interesting so if it was at like 90 percent on rotten tomatoes or like the woman king for instance yeah. uh i feel like everybody would go see it but instead it's at 35 percent. but their thesis instead is uh, but now the $35 million production is being referred to around town as kill your darlings. Over the past three weeks, the once highly anticipated movie has become a spectacle in all the wrong ways with its director, Olivia Wilde self immolating on the publicity trail. Now all eyes are on the box office as the film. One of only three Warner brothers is releasing theatrically through the remainder of the year debuts nationally on September 23rd. And then like later they revealed that Olivia Wilde canceled an interview with them. So I do think it's just them being like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like that is probably a smart publicity move, but um, they are, I think, probably just being mean. a little butthurt, a little, yeah, a little misogynistic. I mean, yeah. this review to me, as much as like the press is is crazy. And I do think because like you're saying, like with 35% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm sure now with like the crazy press, people want to go see it just to be like, what is it then? Like, like the reviews are bad, but the drama's good or like interesting good, not like actually good for yeah. anybody. Um, I think now more than ever, people want to see it. But I also think this is like almost an unfair critique because so many men, so many male directors in Hollywood get to have crazy publicity stunts and sure. crazy failings and then get another movie and get like the 35 plus million dollar budget again. And 
you know, I'm not saying I am team Olivia Wilde or team Olivia Wilde's character by any means, but to me, Booksmart was a great first movie. I don't think she's a bad director. I think she deserves another shot at directing. And if this tanks and she doesn't get it, I feel like Hollywood has learned nothing from me too, right? Has learned nothing from like becoming more progressive as we, you know, probably already knew that. But it just would make me sad to see if like this puts more female directors behind because of it's like perpetuating its own problem. It's like, that's not Olivia Wilde's fault at that point. That is the system and the industry's fault of like not being able to give her the, you know, comeback that many, 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 many men directors have gotten over and over and over again. Right. And it's, yeah, it's like, this is a long tradition of directors having success with like one of their early projects and then they get to make like their big statement, super ambitious, oftentimes overly ambitious movie that kind of tanks. And that's what that is sort of the rhythm of a Hollywood director for the most part. Um, And that the fact that this scandal is being overlaid onto that and being like, well, there's also a level of personal failure and, yeah. you know, uh, moral, moral like repugnance at the core of this that will allow us to write Olivia Wilde off is, is pretty frustrating. I just wonder if like a male director were in the same scenario, would the New York Times have written the same article? You know, that's like my only, I want them to think about that, you know, go back to right. the writing board and be like, had I... Put a man, have I put Oliver Wilde in here? Right. Would I have written the same article? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they would no. have. So yeah. I think this is just the New York Times wanting to write a gossip column, but having to have Absolutely. like a news hook for it. And so being like, is this because they do bring they're like, they quote someone as saying there's some degree of sexism in this. <laughs> um <laughs> maybe like, they could have like moved that to the top and been like, there's some degree <laughs> of sexism in this article being in written. In this article I'm writing. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, anyways, Becca. Such a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Um, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? You can find me and follow me at Bex, B-E-C-C-S Ramos on all platforms. You can also find me at Milmundo's Books. I want to promote just because it's Latinx Heritage Month. It's a Latinx bookstore I volunteer at on the weekends. They deserve all your love and support. Go support Latinx businesses. Uh, yeah, and if you are in New York City on September 27th and you are a fan of Julissa Caldron. Um, she is going to be doing an event at Mamundo's Books September 27th from 6 8 p.m. She's doing a book tour. If you have her manifest like a HEFA book, she's doing like a, a reading and writing like workshop seminar thing. It's a free entry if you already own the book and or buy book upon entry as your ticket. So yeah. 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 And that is uh, Mil Mundos Books. So yeah, M-I-L-M-U-N-D-O-S Books. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Milmundosbooks.com if you want to go find more about go check it out. All right. That is going to do it for us this afternoon. We're back on Monday with a whole last episode of the show. Until then, have a great weekend. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Uh, Get the vaccine if you can. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to y'all on Monday. Bye. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy 
taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 